Welcome back, everyone. We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the pleb sites. Joining us today, friend of Simply Bitcoin, fellow Bitcoiner, and the Bitcoin propagandist at Trezor. I'm talking about Seth Joseph. My dude, thank you very much for joining us. Hey, guys. Nice to be here. Very cool. All right. You know where we're going. We're diving into the numbers. Let's do it, Nico. Number time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes like the Noddle One. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. That's a big no-no for privacy. So get yourself a Noddle Bitcoin node today. At the time of this recording, the block height is 742,577. The Bitcoin price, 20,725. Chain rewrite day, 783. Total public lightning capacity, 3,940.87. Moscow time, 48.25. Blocks to the halvening, 97,423. And the Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity. Samurai Whirlpool is a coin join or collaborative spend. It is not a mixing service. And the unspent capacity for that pool is 4,759.89 BTC. Nico, we had some uh, turbulence this morning in the numbers, but they are somehow still completely steady. <laughs> so, I don't know what that means. Yeah, Bitcoin is the new stablecoin at 20K. Woo! Last time okay. I was saying that, uh, I totally jinxed us. Anyways, uh, before we get uh, Sats Joseph's thoughts, let's check this out. This was a report that came out from Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo in Investment Institute. Um, and... It's very freaking bullish. Uh, let's check it out, shall we? So it gets into Bitcoin price history. It goes into, we understand the too late to invest argument, but we do not subscribe to it. That's right. Wells Fargo is telling you, you're not early to Bitcoin. I mean, you're not late to Bitcoin. You're early. Um, keeps on going. Why we believe it is early, but not too early. So you're not too early, but you're still early. Um, let's keep going down. The, the chart technology S-curve, and it, you know, it, it puts everything together, right? It has electricity back in the early 1900s, right? And you see that the adoption is parabolic, especially when it's a technology that changes everything. You have the cell phone, you have the internet, you have electricity. Electricity was actually pretty slow. Um, radio, right? So these technologies that absolutely change the world, you see most of them have gone parabolic especially and the as you approach the more modern era right the more the parabola you know defines itself anyways um let's keep going down internet usage history versus crypto use users right check this out internet users as you can see we haven't even hit the ramp up yet right um it's making these comparisons but the part, this is also really cool, market size of select assets in trillions, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin and shitcoin, it's a two. Um, largest market cap company in the S&P 500, it's a three. Gold is 11.5. If Bitcoin just reaches the market cap of gold, that's a $500,000 Bitcoin from here. Stocks are at 119 and bonds are at 123. In my opinion, I think Bitcoin is superior to bonds. Um, but bonds are, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the pillar of the financial system. And it's a shitty pillar. Um, anyways, um, 
moving on to this part, and I want to read the, the summary, and then I'll get you guys' thoughts. For today's investors trying to figure out if we are early or late to cryptocurrency investing, looking at technology investing in the mid to late 1990s seems reasonable. At that time, the internet hit a hyper adoption phase and never looked back. Cryptocurrencies appear to be at a similar stage today. Cryptocurrency investment options today, however, are still maturing and we advise patience. See, that part, I disagree. I think they're looking at shitcoins. They're looking at bitcoins. I think Bitcoin, it's mature, baby. It's already the legal tender of three countries, Central African Republic, El Salvador, and Panama. I know Panama is not legal tender, but to be honest, I like the Panama law better than it being legal tender. Uh, for now, we suggest the consideration of only professionally managed private placements we do not recommend it no it doesn't need to be managed you just got to buy bitcoin and forget we do not recommend any of the other current investment options such as mutual funds etf grantor trust and individual cryptocurrency speculation now here's the thing they're trying to remain relevant they're trying to remain relevant you need us to manage your money right no with bitcoin it's simple you buy Bitcoin, you take it into self-custody, you forget about it. We are hopeful that greater regulatory clarity in 2022 brings higher quality investment options. Now, the last part is a bit of a sig signal because this is what Michael Saylor has been um, echoing as well, right? Is that more regulatory uh, clarity will give other companies, other public companies confidence to use Bitcoin as an alternative to fiat money, right? And Sailor is absolutely spot on. And fiat money, 2% inflation, the, the gold 2% inflation isn't that bad, right? If you're holding 10,000 bucks, right? But if you're holding hundreds of millions of dollars in cash, like for example, Apple, that 2% is brutal right so something like bitcoin that yeah perhaps in the short term the volatility on a yearly basis sucks but we know that if you zoom out and also due to the having right bitcoin is literally programmed to go up in value right so in my opinion it's actually superior to fiat especially if you zoom out right but the the part that i find absolutely hilarious is like don't individually speculate on these assets. Let us, the money managers, do. And here's the thing. In the traditional financial system, or in the traditional fiat world where everyone's trying to chase yield and stuff, yeah, you could totally make an argument that you need a full-time person, you know, investing for you. But Bitcoin's very easy. You buy it, you take Bitcoin into cold storage. And you forget. And this goes to something that uh, I forget whether he we've we've brought it up many times on the show. Parker Lewis wrote an article. It was actually Matt the article the the episode that Matt O'Dell came right. Something called the definancialization because essentially the reason that the financial companies are so big right is that because of inflation right. Let's say you make a lot of money. Let's say you're a dentist and you make a lot of money right. You are literally forced to become a part-time investor just to maintain value, right? Whereas in Bitcoin, you could buy it, you could forget, and you could focus on being the best dentist that you ever could. But now you're really stuck between being a part-time investor or outsourcing that responsibility to companies like Wells Fargo, right? So, 
Woof. Bitcoin really does change anything. I'm going to pass it on to Sats Joseph. Joseph, what are your thoughts on this? This was very bullish. I know that they had another intention with that, which is like, this is the beginning. You need us. But the way that I'm seeing it, right, just put the noise aside is, dude, I think that their analysis on the fact that we are still early to Bitcoin is really spot on. Yeah, so I've seen and I've been quite surprised with uh, the quality of the analysis from like the big banking houses in the past like two years. So this is from Wells Fargo. I haven't read it, but it looks, as you say, it looks bullish. It looks great. And they definitely know like what's going on, what's happening. They have some really skilled analysts in that in there. And I've seen similar for example, from Citibank GPS, uh, and the study is called Bitcoin at the Tipping Point, very, very well uh, written study. It's, it has like 100 pages. And also Fidelity recently. Uh, and that was called Bitcoin First. And in that uh, study, the Fidelity analysts basically describe Bitcoin as a monetary good and have a beautiful comparison of Bitcoin, gold, and fiat. So they understand what's going on but uh as this piece of art behind me says <laughs> do you still trust banks get smart save in bitcoin you don't have to trust these custodians they are trying to establish themselves as uh they, they are trying to position themselves uh in this new paradigm where bitcoin is taking over they are uh talking our language language they are saying it's a monetary good and it's uh, it has this S-curve and stuff like that, but you don't have to trust them. And we have seen with Celsius, with BlockFi, what's happening, what will happen if you trust these huge custodians. It doesn't matter if they are like crypto native, like Celsius or some old dinosaur houses, because they are going to leverage your coins. They are going to leverage your deposit and they are trying well they will try to chase that yield to skim something off the top and give you like half a percent yield. So just don't do it. Just be your own bank. Hold your coins in the trezor, in your wallet, any kind of wallet, and you will be much safer. Muted. My turn? Okay. <laughs> Okay, so look, the uh, the banks, right? The banks have an existing tool set and they need to create this narrative that this tool set is not only relevant, but required going forward. So rather than see, because the, the other piece to this is that banks have never actually had to create any real value, right? Like when you go in for a loan, it doesn't make a difference how much bank the money has. Poof, they create debt for you out of nowhere. It makes no difference. Yeah, sure. We'll lend you that money. So imagine always being able to create a source of income out of nowhere. And now all of a sudden in a Bitcoin space, you can no longer do that. So it's 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 kind of like this mental hurdle that that they as a I guess as an industry that they can't seem to get around. So rather than using resources to create value in a new space, they're going to just simply try to shoehorn the new industry into their model. And there's a really, even though I don't like quoting Nassim Taleb, there's a great book that he wrote uh, that was called The Bed of Procrustes, right? And The Bed of Procrustes is exactly this, right? When you, when, when um, essentially what would happen is, is that uh, when Procrustes had uh, a guest come over, okay, uh, what would happen is, is that 
he would if if the guest was too small for the bed, he would stretch the guest out to fill the bed. Right. And if the guest was too tall for the bed, he would cut off the limbs till he fit in. So always shoehorning. But that's the thing. This is what's going to be interesting, right? The banks, because there are banks that are going to win in this. And the banks that are going to win are the ones that figure out how to create services and products for the Bitcoin space that do offer value and that Bitcoiners um, and that Bitcoiners actually see as something that they need or that they enjoy using with which they are willing to separate themselves from their sats. So Wells Fargo, good step in the right direction, but you tried a little too hard with the you need us narrative. <laughs> I 100% agree. And you hit the nail on the head, Phil, right? They have to reinvent themselves. The whole rent seeking model is done and dusted. Now, what you always say, I'm going to steal this from you, Phil. They're actually going to have to find a way to provide real value. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily News. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch, like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy. Comes in simply Bitcoin colors. What if you want Peter Schiff colors? He does that. That's right. It comes in gold only on CryptoCloaks.com. Check out their open source 3D printed node case. And the European store is now open. Take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off. The big news. uh, This is a big story today. Then we're going to get to the daily fail. Anyways, check this out. ECB chief Lagarde, crypto and DeFi could pose real risks to financial stability. Remember what I always say about central bankers and projection. Now, here's the thing. I, I want to make the case why what they're really there. It's twofold, right? Obviously, they're fearful for their jobs, right? Because Bitcoin is a threat to that. But what I would like to make the argument today is that what they really care about is they care about losing control and what that control gives them, what ability that gives the central bankers and the politicians enable for them to control their populations, right? And I'm going to give you an example of, of, of what that is, right? So ECB chief Lagarde, crypto and DeFi could pose real risk to financial stability. It's always financial. It's, it's, it's this generic term. What is financial stability? Does it mean her financial stability? Does it mean the financial stability of the central bank, Right. We believe we are in, uh, as we are embarking on the on this work concerning crypto assets and the risks that they pose. The crypto assets and decentralized finance really should be called CFI at this point have the potential to pose real risks to financial stability. It's always these generic statements. That they don't get into the details. Why? Why? Why is that? Right? The ECB chief noted that she is encouraged by the progress of. MICA, which we have covered many times on the show. However, she added that to her understanding, it will not be um, implemented until 2024, which she stressed is a long way. Now, here's the signal, guys. Fully cover, fully cover decentralized finance and regulated crypto staking and lending activities, she said. That's what the MICA covers. Remember what I always told you guys, that something that isn't sufficiently decentralized will be inevitably captured by a government. The ECB boss, here's the signal, noted that the current MICA bill does not cover Bitcoin, but she hopes it will be covered in MICA too. How do you cover Bitcoin? 
we know that Bitcoin can't be uh, regulated because it's decentralized and because it's on proof of work. That's why they want to ban, ban proof of work, by the way. So what is this? You mean regulating the on and off ramps? Because that's really what they can do. Now, check out this article by Forbes. Um, it looks like the Chinese Communist Party agrees with Christine Lagarde. Uh, check this out. Here's a headline. Heading to zero. China issues shock Bitcoin price warning amid huge trillion, $2 trillion crypto crash. A Chinese Communist Party newspaper has warned investors should be prepared for the Bitcoin price to hit zero. Bitcoin is nothing more than a string of digital codes and its returns mainly come from buying low and selling high. The Economic Daily Newspaper wrote, It was reported by the South China, China Morning Post, In the future, once investors' confidence collapses, or when sovereign countries declare Bitcoin illegal, there's the signal, when sovereign countries declare Bitcoin illegal, it will return to its original value, which is utterly worthless. Now, this is something that Christine Lagarde and the Chinese Communist Party have to understand. There's an army of us that would rather go down with the ship to zero then go back to the fiat slavery system that's not going to happen and we and by the day this army keeps getting bigger remember what we covered yesterday on the numbers segment the number of addresses with 0 0.01 point 0.1 and one bitcoin continues to go parabolic people are stacking the dip um, last year, a comprehensive crackdown on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in China sent the Bitcoin price into freefall after the CCP ordered all Bitcoin miners who used powerful computers to secure the Bitcoin network and validate transactions in return for fresh Bitcoins to shut down. Remember what happened when that happened, right? The hash rate decentralized and the hash rate returned to all-time high in six months because of the profit incentive alone. So it looks like their theory of depending on sovereign countries to ban this because that's the that's what christine lagarde is hoping for as well at the end of the day she might not say it outright but this is how central banks and, and banks stamp out financial innovation they use the heavy hand of government to regulate it into oblivion you want to know why paypal is such a shitty experience it's because they regulated it to eternity that's why um but they can't do that with bitcoin Anyways, in September, China's central bank declared all Bitcoin and cryptocurrency transactions illegal, promising to take action against anyone facilitating crypto transactions and warning offshore exchanges away from China. Now, it's funny because this is such a you know strong statement. Oh, we could ban it. We can make it go away. It's estimated that 10% of the hash rate is still located in China. So the profit incentive is greater than the coercion, something that I always say on this show. Now, why is Christine Lagarde so obsessed with regulating Bitcoin? Why is the Chinese Communist Party so obsessed with regulating this thing? Here's why. Because people on a Bitcoin standard cannot be controlled. That's why. Christine Lagarde's case, you can't inflate people away under a Bitcoin standard. It sucks for the central planners. Anyways. Chinese, com Chinese officials use the pandemic health code system to stop a bank run. They turned all the would-be withdrawers codes red before they can get to the bank, effectively unpersoning them. If you want to know why they banned Bitcoin, this is why. If you want to know why Christine Lagarde and the Chinese Communist Party are mirroring the same thing, 
We have to regulate it. We have to get rid of it. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to the financial system. This is the financial system they envision. A financial system of central bank digital currencies. This is the future they want for you. And this is a central planner's wet dream. Oh, you went to a protest that you don't like? Ah, your QR code just turned red. I'm sorry about that. This is exactly what we saw in China. So, Christine Lagarde, Chinese Communist Party, go pound sand. The honey badger doesn't care. Our incentives are much better than yours. You could use coercion as much as you want, but time isn't on your side because number technology, number go up technology is on the side of freedom. Sucks for you guys. Ugh. Anyways, Joseph, what are your thoughts? Well, you're on fire, Nico. <laughs> it's hard to follow up on that. But as you say, I, I've got the t-shirt actually. Honey Badger doesn't care. We don't care about what they think they can regulate, they can control, because it's simply not the case. Bitcoin cannot be regulated. And I'm talking a lot recently to people from poor developing countries that are not part of the privileged club, uh, countries like Zimbabwe, South Africa, Cuba, Venezuela, Argentina. And Bitcoin in those countries is absolutely unstoppable because there are no KYC exchanges, no single points of failure. Everything is purely peer-to-peer. And uh, these people actually get it from the get-go. If they are introduced to Bitcoin, they understand it straight away, straight away, because they know their money sucks. It has sucked for a long time. Uh, if you've read, uh, for example, uh, Alex Gladstein's article on the CFA system in Africa, uh, the colonial franc system, uh, South uh, Central African Republic is actually one of the countries that made Bitcoin the legal tender, and they are part of the CFA system, and it's obvious for them. And there is no way to stop it, stop it, because it's all peer-to-peer. Uh, so this is one one point where we could actually learn, like we Westerners, Europeans, Americans, where we could actually learn from the unprivileged to make Bitcoin more peer-to-peer in our communities. We have a duty to stack without KYC straight into our wallets uh, and just bond like with farmers, with local merchants and stuff, and don't drive them to decentralized exchanges, but to stuff like BISC or what we are actually building in Satoshi Labs is uh, like a peer-to-peer Bitcoin non-KYC uh, uh, like a platform that we are going to uh, roll out probably by the fall. And we need tools like this because uh, if people like Lagarde or people from the European Commission decide to ban uh, proof of work or Bitcoin, they have quite an easy job in, a, in a front of them because they can ban people from, for example, withdrawing from the exchanges. And most of the users will be lost at like why that's a problem. So we need to build these uh, parallel systems where Bitcoin is used as it should be. Absolutely. And, and I think you really hit the nail on the head with decentralizing everything. And that means the on and off ramps, right? Um, I actually have a pinned tweet on my profile. Taking Bitcoin into cold storage is a revolutionary act. If enough people do it, we win, right? Because it creates a Bitcoin circular economy, right? They could only really control the on and off ramps, right? That's the yeah. only thing they can control. 
Uh, they can't regulate Bitcoin. That's why they want to kill proof, uh, proof of work. That's why you hear Christine Lagarde and the Chinese Communist Party say, it's going to zero, I promise. It's to stay away from that. If you look at the actual facts and the data, Bitcoin's never been healthier. Even with this price correction, Bitcoin today has never been more decentralized, has never been healthier than it is at this moment, right? So yeah, they can continue to pound sand, take self-custody, because if you don't take self-custody, you are in danger of people from Christine, like Christine Lagarde and the Chinese Communist Party, right? Because that's really what they can only capture. They can capture the businesses that are prone to uh, judicial regulation, but they can't capture the individual and individuals transacting with each other. And platforms like BISC, and I'm really curious to, to hear more about what you guys are working on at Satoshi Labs, right? They facilitate peer-to-peer -peer transactions. And actually, in in most countries that don't have developed financial rails, the majority of Bitcoin trading happens peer-to-peer. -peer. It's Telegram yep. chats. It's uh, WhatsApp chats, right? And that's how people trade. They don't trade over these exchanges that we have the privilege to use in the West. But just because it's a privilege, it's also a weak spot. Right, because it can be captured by governments. And I think it's just a matter of time. Anyways, Phil, why don't you chime in, brother? Yeah, the uh, Bitcoin going to zero thing, I think, is a really great counter indicator. And, and if people remember what happened during the mortgage crisis, as, as Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae were going down the tube, the, the investment houses were giving them amazing ratings, right? These, these, these are great. They've got these loans are secured. Okay. Now I know that's not the same thing as a country saying that Bitcoin is going to zero, but that should tell you the type of, um, the, the, the type of narrative that they need to present in order to continue to kick the can down the road. Okay. So the central bankers, they understand, right? Like they, they completely understand that their system requires everyone believing in having faith and being trustful. But besides that, we all need to be fearful, fearful that if we don't follow the system, we are going to get in trouble, right? Bad things are going to happen to us. We just have to do what we're told and it's going to be okay. Never forget, people were doing what they were told before the mortgage crisis. Okay. That didn't stop that from happening. So this is complete nonsense. People did what they were told during the most recent pandemic. Didn't change anything. It's just very, very strange. So the thing is this, right? What we need to remember is a scapegoat is needed. Okay, because keep in mind, approximately every six to eight years, there is a bust of some type, some type of a financial bust. We're pretty much coming up on that six to eight year time frame. We need a scapegoat and what better scapegoat? The best scapegoat is one that is completely transparent, one that everyone can look at everything, a scapegoat like Bitcoin. So I, I think that it's completely hypocritical. The other piece to this is where is the actual data? Like they always tell you that Bitcoin is going to zero. How? How is Bitcoin going to zero? When? When is it going to zero? You have such intimate financial knowledge, right? These, these amazing financial instruments. You should be able to tell us beyond the shadow of a doubt how it's going to zero, right? You should be able to dismantle the Bitcoin use case, but they can't. They cannot. So all they have is FUD. And the last piece to this is the hash rate. The hash rate went higher than its previous all-time high. 
We watched it, you and I. We watched it happen after they banned it. It got chopped by 50%, then came back to its previous all-time high, and then went approximately 15% higher than its previous all-time high. That, that's, not, that, that's not something that's dying. That's telling you right there that the people who understand censorship, the people who understand what it's like to have the government freeze your bank accounts, stop you from transacting, these people understand why Bitcoin, specifically Bitcoin, is very important. And don't think for a second that people like Christine Lagarde don't understand why it's important. She understands very well why it's important, which is all the more reason why the rhetoric is intensifying. It's getting louder. I mean, think about it. At this before, it was it was just the criminals, the environment. Now they, they've pulled out all the stops. It's just going to zero. That's it. It's 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 flat out. It's going to zero. There's nothing that you can do to stop it. So that that should tell us right there the most perfect counter indicator. Just let's keep our heads down. We're going to stack our sats. We're going to continue to learn about Bitcoin. We're going to continue to learn about self-sovereignty and self-custody and making sure that we keep our Bitcoin off the exchanges because there's always another shoe that drops for some reason when it comes to these services and these platforms where we trust them with our Bitcoin. So I like uh, Sats Joseph, what you said. I did not know that Trezor was working on a platform like this. And like Nico said, I'm very curious as to uh, as to what you guys are doing. So I'll thank you in advance. <laughs> we'll definitely have yeah, to bring sure. him back on the show to talk about it when there's more information out. Guys, pay attention to the signal. Wells Fargo investment arm saying Bitcoin's going to the moon. Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, the Chinese Communist Party, Christine Lagarde, Warren Buffett, the World Economic Forum, all hate Bitcoin. That's the signal right there, baby. Anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Fail. Brought to you by Swan. Check them out. SwanBitcoin.com. That's right. Automated Bitcoin savings plans, instant purchases. They've got an app coming out. Swan Bitcoin is the best place to build your Bitcoin stack. Check them out. The link is down below. Before we dive into our shitcoin fail, just on the heels of explaining uh, the BlockFi debacle, the Celsius debacle from last week, the Babel finance that Nico keeps mentioning. Here we go. Voyager Digital uh, digital provides a market update. This is June 27, 2022. And here we go. Voyager Digital today announced that its operating subsidiary, Voyager Digital LLC, has issued a notice of default to Three Arrows Capital for failure to make the required payments on its previously disclosed loan of 15,250 BTC and 350 million USDC. Voyager intends to pursue recovery from Three Arrows Capital and is in discussions with the company's advisors as to the legal remedies available. Now, I don't think this is the end. I think that we're going to see a lot more of this. But moving on from the grim, unhappy stuff that is happening in these financial services, which really should not have been, okay, because they were offering yield, which they couldn't do hoping that the Bitcoin price just goes straight up like a hockey stick. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love for that to be true, but it just doesn't. So moving on, we're going to go to something a little more lighthearted, but still total train wreck, 
total train wreck. I thought I had seen it all, Nico, with that that whole uh, sex to pay or whatever the hell that was. But here we go, guys. It's the step app. That's right. Apparently, exercising and your health wasn't enough. What if we could put your fitness, our fitness on the blockchain? Right. I could see Sats Joseph. He's already excited. He's thinking, man, how do I get in on this crap? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Nobody wants this. Okay, let's dive into it. Here we go. Traditional industries are currently facing an ultimatum. Either embrace the new technology or succumb to old methods. So get ready. You think that I'm explaining to you, you know, this this new uh, pay to fitness or fitness to pay um, ecosystem. But really what's happening is we're going to sell you some sizzle for absolutely no reason. And that is exactly what this article intends to do. We're going to fill it up with a whole bunch of puffery to make you think this is this is going to happen. And I can't miss out. You got to love this about how they how they spin articles. Anyways, um, here we go. Corporations will spend nearly 20 billion on blockchain services by 2024. Blockchain has emerged as a revolutionary disruptive technology, creating opportunities across finance, real estate, entertainment, healthcare and gaming. It's also pivotal to Web3 and is undoubtedly here to stay. Boom, we've got the buzzword bingo. We've got Web3 in there. And the best part is they've got a number for you to focus on, right? That's that's the best part. $20 billion by 2024. If only we could capture a piece of that market. Tell me how. One of the industries that is undergoing significant changes due to blockchain's impact is fitness. You're probably wondering, really? Fitness? The sector was worth $96.7 billion globally in 2020. Immense opportunity for projects integrating blockchain and fitness. Here we go. Enter the Step app. It aims to build the first ever fitness finance metaverse or FitFi. That's right. Virtually working out. No, I'm kidding. It's actually really working out, but getting paid in shitcoin because that matters. Fusing fitness, finance, and crypto. FitFi incentivizes individuals to stay fit and live healthily. StepApp, for instance, has introduced Move to Earn or M2E. I always, I always love the acronyms. They, they always make me feel like this is just a little more tech and futuristic. The incentivization model rewards users who achieve various fitness goals on the platform. StepUp runs on Avalanche and features a native token. KCAL, because you couldn't possibly work out without a native token. You couldn't pay somebody in Bitcoin or in traditional fiat currency. No, no, no. It needs fitness needs its own money. And they are here to solve this problem. The KCAL token is based on Avalanche's ARC20 standard. Moreover, it's a deflationary asset with a maximum supply of five billion. Oh, wow. So the central issuer is letting you know it's finite and there's only five billion. They're never going to make any more of this. Users can earn KCAL by running and in turn can spend them to purchase sneak NFTs. They can also stake these NFTs to earn more KCAL. I thought we were exercising. Sounds to me like just a bunch of shit coining again. 
Anyways, the team has thus expressed its dedication to Web3 principles. There we go, calling in Web3, the magical powers of Web3 that will instantly bring you into the future in decentralization. Aiming for a genuinely, there we go, decentralized economy. This decision also minimizes the risks ah, of whales dominating the project's future. So look, instead of the whales, you only have to deal with the central issuing authority. Better, so much better. StepApp implements a fair token distribution mechanism. Centralized, of course, that's how they implement that. It'll circulate 14% of the tokens. Who will circulate 14% of those tokens in a public sale? 30% through mining and the move to earn model. Additionally, users can earn 20% of the tokens through staking, liquidity, and in-game incentives. So in other words, a rug pull to come. But it's okay, have no fear, We're not gonna rug, because here we go. Step, Step App's team and the advisors are completely doxxed. Well, we've never seen anyone that's completely doxxed rug pull before. Alex Mashinsky. Anyways, the people behind this venture are also deeply experienced in fitness. Ah, oh, that means they know about money. For sure, that means they know about blockchain. Step CEO's Kirill Volgan was formerly the CFO at Zerion, a trusted multi-chain wallet for Web3. Its CTO, Dmitry Gordyachuk, is also a pioneer in DeFi. So you know that rec leaderboard that we show you all the time with all those with, with all those rug pulls? That, that's the DeFi world. So he's well versed. He's a pioneer in that DeFi world. That already brings me the warm and fuzzies. And that's what people want when they make an investment. Several ways in which users can earn in-game rewards. They can complete using staking governance tokens with a 2.5% fee on the winning pool. There we go again, the governance tokens. What was that shit coin? Oh yeah, I think it was Solana where a million dollars worth of the government's token, go governance tokens were able to manage what $270 million worth of Solana was going to do. I think that's what just happened, but have no fear about the governance tokens. Let's continue on with the use case. Winning tournaments rewards players with unique avatar skins and a dedicated leaderboard. Doesn't need to be money. To get started, users must first register themselves and then they receive fat tokens and sneak NFTs. That's right, before you start working out, you're getting fat tokens, okay? Players must burn the collected fat tokens, very clever, and earn KCAL tokens to earn while walking. So I get a fat token and then I lose weight and get KCAL tokens. All right, users who successfully complete quests can also earn unique and valuable NFTs. That's right, NFTs are once again an investment use case. So here we go. The project strongly intertwines its social dynamics with tokenized earning mechanics, focusing on experience-based consumption to guarantee that token emissions are offset by leisurely spending. What the fuck was that? That, that made actually no sense to me at all, but I, but I had to read it because I thought it was funny. It's going to help people reimagine their fitness goals moving forward, working to lay the foundation for a healthier, more active world. All right, so here's a crazy thought. This is, this is a crazy thought. Number one, this doesn't need to be money. Number two, if you wanna make a fitness app and you wanna pay people, you can do that, okay? You don't need to make a shit coin that's created out of thin air where you're creating the illusion of providing value to the people that are giving you their fitness data because really that's what's happening. They're giving you a shit coin that they mint for free. 
And really what they're getting in return is fitness data. So I'm going to propose that they are going to attempt to sell this fitness data. And the last piece to this is this. If you're going to exercise, your reward should be that you in turn have better health. You in turn feel more fit. You do not need to get a shit coin. Okay. You do not need to get rug pulled. You don't need to trust these people. This move to earn stuff is complete garbage. Why would somebody pay you to go jogging? They are not paying you to jog right now. There is no actual use case to pay you to do exercise. That is a personal decision that you make for yourself. Anyways, Sats Joseph, I, I saw you smiling throughout that. And I, I just are, are, what are you thinking about this, this pay to fitness? I don't even know what the Phi fit, whatever. Yeah, I love that. It has everything. It's like 2017 ICO on steroids. There's <laughs> NFTs, there's DeFi staking, like uh, they just improved the formula from 2017, but it makes absolutely zero sense. As you say, nobody is going to pay us for exercising. That's just <laughs> insane. And yeah, if they wanted to pay uh, the users with actual money, they would probably integrate Lightning Network, as we've seen with stuff like ZBD and projects like that, that try to actually make something valuable. So yeah, well, just steal clear away of these bullshit apps. And like, why would I trust these guys? Uh, they are just creating another tokens and their bio has nothing to do with exercise, nothing to do with building successful exercise apps. Yeah, they created some tokens before. <laughs> why would I trust them? So yeah, just just focus on the signal. There are 20,000 shitcoins out there. And there is only one that matters, that there, there's Bitcoin. Absolutely. Beautiful. I think you said it perfectly. Um, look, it, it, if it had value, uh, they wouldn't be giving it out for free. Why, why do none of these apps give out Bitcoin? Because <laughs> it's actually worth something. Are uh, you going to fit fine, Nico? <laughs> I mean, dude, honestly, I, I just like anything that could become a shitcoin. What I learned this cycle, ha they've managed to make it a shitcoin. And Phil hasn't missed one. Uh, and it just like, I, I, how, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep this up. Like what happens next cycle? People aren't going to buy into this BS, right? We lived in, th we lived through the ICO boom. That went away. Then the NFT boom and then just create shit coins for absolutely no freaking reason boom what's gonna happen to the next bull market 2024 2025 what happens then well we also had the liquidity pools right which was essentially a very clever way of taking everyone else's liquidity away so that you can you know have way more of your bitcoin or whatever it is that you were you know whatever it was that you were stacking because there are plenty of fiat maximalists out there so Again, right, we've come to the point where there's nothing left. Like now at this point, they have to trick you so hard. It's either it's one of the two. Either they have to make it so complex and so strange that they confuse you into thinking that this is worth it. Or they have to make it so incredibly stupid that unfortunately only the most gullible are going to get stung right away. Yep. 
So stick to Bitcoin, guys. Don't get rug pulled by the running app. Anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine is stories, articles, comics, the actual Bitcoiners. This is the artwork, volume 10. This is the artwork for volume 11. And this is the artwork for volume 2. Volume 2 is almost sold out because there's only a thousand physical copies made per volume. So get your prints of Citadel 21 today before they run out. Check this out. Sometimes... We review images that are memes. This is this is a total clown show. Uh, latest status on CFI lenders, Celsius, crypto lender, uh, the firm description, relevant status, $11 billion crypto under custody, current status, pause withdrawals, three arrows, capital, $3 billion under management, exposures include investment in Luna, have already faced $400 million in liquidations, BlockFi, $15 billion under under management. Act attained revolving credit line of $250 million. Uh, Genesis sold or hedged all liquid collateral on hand and lo- losses to be netted against balance sheet. Nexo, debt obligations total $4.96 billion. Claims no exposure to Three Arrows Capital. BitMEX, $6 million exposure to Three Arrows Capital. Finblocks withdrawal limit of $500 per day up to $1,500 per month. Babel Finance, $3 billion loan book, suspended withdrawals, preliminary agreements with counterparties. Oh man, Maple Finance exposure. It's just like, this is the domino effect, right? This is what's affecting Compass. This is what's affecting, it's all connected. It's all a sea of shit coinery. All coming down when the bear market hits. Remember, guys, I'm going to keep repeating this. In bull markets, the shitcoiners look like geniuses. Oh, my God, it's outperforming Bitcoin. Oh, man, blah, 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 blah. But when the bear market inevitably wins, Bitcoin is king. Anyways, rope. And by the way, a lot of those shitcoins will not make it to previous all-time highs. So don't get caught into this idea of, oh, I could just hold it. No, 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 no. Look back. Don't trust. Don't take my word for it. Look back. Go on CoinMarketCap and look at the top 10 cryptos and you'll see they always change and only Bitcoin remains on top. Anyways, check out this meme by Ropas. Piece of art. Ride the wave and on. That's right. Survive until the next bull market, especially you miners out there. All right. uh, Here's Cedric Youngleman. Awesome podcast, by the way. Um, you're an asshole, John. Other guys are starting their own businesses, and you're just messing around with some weird Bitcoin thing. You seriously think you're smarter than them? We need to break up. There's no future staying with somebody like you. This text came from 2011, 2017. Hi, John. How are you? <laughs> We're all getting girlfriends. Okay. Uh, here's Anna. Uh, normies, Bitcoiners, governments. Bitcoiners hyperinflation reflected on the sunglasses uh, by Telsey shitcoiners holding a coin co- Bitcoiners. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Bitcoiners are chilling during these during these times. I can't believe this is. I can't believe they actually implemented this. This is the orb coin that we covered. The world coin. Collecting my world coin, and she's literally looking into a, a like. How does she not think about all the dystopian movies and nothing? Like, oh, man. Okay. Collecting her data. Yep. <laughs> Collecting her iris data. All right. Why would a fly land on something like this? A rat should be ashamed for falling in this trap. Bears, this is ridiculous. Whoa. 40% APY on Web3 DeFi. NFTs are so scarce. Crypto is amazing. 
It's so true, man. Right? Hopefully a lot of people learn their lessons. For that, I'm going to give it a special edition Crypto Cloaks grenade. It's a blue one. Woo! It's a Crypto Cloaks grenade toy. Special edition blue. Anyways, what about you, Phil? All right, all right. I am going with... Something that Nico keeps teasing me that I'm gonna have to wear, but I'm avoiding it at all costs. It is my studio headphones. Woo! I have them, but I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day it's gonna happen. Joseph, what would you give those memes? Yeah, I've got something special. Uh, you know, it was the Father's Day recently. Yeah. So I got this one for my daughter. It oh. says. For, for the daddy, and is a, there's a Bitcoin logo uh, in a heart, and inside there's like an, uh, you know, there's a, there's a letter for my daughter saying like, I'm the best father because I talk about Aww. Bitcoin and inflation, and I bring her stuff from the Bitcoin conferences, so she's pretty orange pilled by now, so this is something special, yeah. Mm -hmm. Bullish, bullish. You're a great father. She doesn't know. She doesn't know the generational wealth that she's gonna inherit. That she'll be she'll be able to pass on to her kids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is the power of Bitcoin. Wow, great gift. That was very inspirational. Made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Anyways, guys, we want to know if you agree with our scores. You disagree? Let us know down in the comment section. Make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like Rumble.com and our personal favorite BitcoinTV.com. And join our Telegram group. It's a party in there. And if you're listening on Twitter Spaces, make sure to stay to the very end where Optimus Fields and Jacob are going to be doing a hangout. Q&A. It's really cool. Anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out, CypherSafe.io. I'm not using paper. Sats Joseph isn't using paper, and I know Nico's not. We are storing our seeds in the steel. That's right. Store your seed in the Cypher wheel or the all-new Cypher grid. They both come with a tamper-resistant wire, and the grid comes with a punch tool. All right, all you node runners out there. If you didn't know already, now you do. My node version 0.2.57 was released. The link to that is down below in the show notes. Guys, don't forget to check us out. We are on audio only platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. If you want to check us out, if you, sorry, if you want to stream us sats, check us out on fountain.fm. You could stream us sats through Breeze. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, that was our show. Before we go, I want to give a special shout out to the legendary Pirate Beach Bum. We teamed up with him to bring you guys Simply Bitcoin unfiltered. That's right. If it's your first bear market, you don't know what to do. We got you. Check out Simply Bitcoin unfiltered. We'll link it down below. Definitely check out our awesome clothing sponsor, representltd.com. Phil and I wear the hoodies every single day. Phil's wearing the Bitcoin merch. I'm wearing the black camo merch. He's coming out with Simply Bitcoin merch and Bitcoin merch. It's stylish. It's comfy. Check out representltd.com. I also want to give a very, very, very special shout out to our awesome guest, the legendary Sats Joseph. He is the head of propaganda at Treasure, and he's a contributor to Bitcoin Magazine. Anyways, guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show and you want to just make that like button, of course, you want to continue hearing the bitcoin news the fails 
the memes, all of it, whole nine yards. Definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin. And we'll see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode. The central banker train wreck just got even worse. At this point, Bitcoin's just going to zero.